0: One, two,
1: check check check. Out. One two. Yeah. I just thought I'd go straight into it. Just press record. Let's do it like this, yeah. right? Because uh, we like a cold intro, don't we? Yeah. Just like straight. <laughs> Today on the shoes with biscuit, we've got uh, the world famous Jim Hawkins. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, hello. Uh, he's, he was just like as if he just did that. <laughs> um, are you say something, Shane? Hello. Turn your microphone on. <laughs> there we go. There there we go. We go. Yeah. Shane is here. Hello. Uh, thank you very much for sitting with us. That's all right. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, Which, you um, finally found the place. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, I finally found you. Worth the, worth the wait. Though. Yeah. Definitely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I found him wandering around on Trinity Street. Help. Hello. Yeah. Are you Alex?
0: Are you Alex? <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong, like I'm trying to it's door gone. knocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this Alex <laughs> residence?
2: <laughs> I nearly did, actually. Because there, there was a woman that came out of number 24, yeah? Trinity Street. Yeah. Um, and I was... Uh, and I was about to go up to her and say, yeah, "Is that you?" and, uh, <laughs> uh, and is, is, am, I, "Am I in the right place?" And she just scurried back inside, <laughs> closed the door really sharply. Do you know
1: like... what this? This neighbourhood is so is so um, so almost private. I mean, we've got well, people we're friends with. Yeah, you know, lots of people talk, but everybody's that private. If you went up and went, "I'm looking for the guy who does the shoes with biscuit," they'd be like, ah." Oh. <laughs> yeah. <quite. laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm looking for a Shrewsbury biscuit.
2: <laughs> go to a shop then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well, that's some very very arcane code for something, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm looking go for some Shrewsbury biscuit, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> got, got some Grop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Grope Lane.
1: Yeah, we were we were talking about Grope Lane with Stan Sedman, and I said to him, "Is it like what I'd, what I've heard?" Because Stan Sedman yeah. knows his stuff, and I was yeah. like, "Is it what it was?" What what I'm yeah. He's he like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he had some uh, really uh, interesting facts. You know, um, oh, he does, doesn't
0: he? I'm gutted yeah. I missed that one. I'm not gonna lie because I was I was working yeah. so. Yeah. I'm a bit gutted I missed that. He but, just
1: knows everything. Yeah,
0: it's
2: amazing. He's
1: an absolute asset to the town. And, oh, totally. And yeah. I was saying to him that we should we should get some like understudies for Stan. We should call him the Sedman Tours, keep him yes. as Stan Sedman things, and have like a le- proper legacy, you know?
3: Absolutely. Because he's yeah, no spring quite. chicken, of course.
1: Yeah. Um, so it would be nice to careful. We know we need Stan Sedman stands, Kay. if you suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, quite. Yeah, we need extra stands. Yeah. So. yeah. Let's talk about you now. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sitting so. with us off the BBC and I know you not this isn't the, the nice suave offices you're used to. No, 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 seriously. I do a lot of recording on location and I've yeah. recorded in some extraordinary places. Oh, so I, sitting I in imagine. someone's
2: cozy comfortable
1: kitchen is absolutely fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you do you do quite a bit on the outside. You do take, you know, is is that something you yeah. like to do? Um yeah, I'd I'd
2: used to do an awful lot. Yeah. And I used to do an awful lot more. I, I, I used to do a lot involved with the radio and I used to do quite a lot of other stuff as well um, and I was actually just running myself into the ground so I, I mm. eventually stopped I, I did actually at one point take um, note yeah, <laughs> yes actually, seriously I mean, it, it, it's all, it's all about doing what you love but doing what you love can become a yeah. real burden if you end up doing it so much time Um, I did get to the point where I, I was working like 60 hours a week at the radio station and, and my producer would actually book holidays for me yeah. so I would just either forget or deliberately not um, and I'd be walking around like a like a, a (laughs) hollow wraith shadow and um and uh yeah and so eventually they they actually made me stop that i just suddenly thought actually i don't need to do this i don't need um so i yeah i do i do other things i i do some photography i do some event hosting um i play some guitar and but mostly what i do is be on the radio
0: yeah awesome
2: and uh how, how did that all start for you then that all started um, that all started a heck of a long time ago. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, I mean, for you guys, it is going to seem like that was when everything was in black and white. Um, but I was—it started for me in uh, probably about forty years ago. What did I tell you? There you go.
3: You
2: that. Um, when I started doing hospital radio in uh, Leamington Spa, where I was living at the time um and i go into that cuz i've been doing some uh, live audio engineering and sound engineering and and re- a recording engineer at a recording studio um, so I was—I went there to help out with the engineering, which was—I've got to say—I couldn't work any other stuff. Well, I could—I could drive the, drive your desk, but the, the, as far as the digital stuff, I know you're using Audacity, and I can just about yeah. use Audacity, but anything more complicated than on the digital front, <laughs> I, forget it. I, I up until when it, when everything was all analog, you could put me in pretty much any studio, anywhere, yeah. You know, 24, 48 track, and I could do the thing. Mm. Um, and since everything's gone digital, it's like don't you know, I don't know how this work. You press a button, that all goes wrong. You're like, ah, Why? I've got no edits (laughs) I started off doing that um, and because I did know how it worked at the time I had comprehensively been overtaken by two generations younger than me Um, and then they needed someone to do a couple of shows so I did and then I went to university and I did university radio um, at... Uh, it was. it's now RAW 1215 it was then W963 which is the student radio station at the University of Warwick mm. um, which was a fantastic place to be and huge fun and had the most amazing location, we're talking about incredible locations, um, Warwick's beautiful, this, Warwick is, is, a bu- it is a beautiful university mm. and you can't really see where it is now but because they built up all around it but the student union um, was kind of triangular and came to a point and at the top of this pointed building was an enormous glass window that looked right out across Coventry and Warwickshire, and that was our studio. Right, and it was just the best thing in the world. I mean, it sounded awful to be honest.
3: Especially
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sounded terrible. But the <laughs>
2: views were amazing, um, and so that was that was great. And then while I was there, um, this, and again this tells you how long ago it was, uh, a radio station was opening up in Coventry, uh, which was the 21st ever commercial radio station in this country, and there's now like hundreds, so that tells you how long ago it was. Uh, and they needed people who knew a bit about radio who'd do stuff cheap. Um, and so they basically came down with a big butterfly net and roped a whole load of us in, um, and I was one of them. And I, I then I was actually spending more time there than I was at, at university. So mm. I ended up being on the radio by default. I was terrible. <laughs> really? I, yeah, yeah. I've, I've still got the I've still got the tapes, and no one's ever going to hear them. I, I was awful. I, I mean, I was 19, nineteen, twenty. I was there so I was fucking radio. <laughs> I got the hang of it eventually yeah by the mid 80s I'd just kind of figured it out yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I think I think I think this this sort of thing is is definitely you've got to have experience you've got to just keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it yeah and I've learned I mean we, uh, a couple of weeks ago um, it wasn't a couple of weeks ago we recorded recording last week <laughs> but by the time this goes up anyway um, I found some old audio on this laptop I'd hidden it in some obscure file somewhere and I was like oh we could use that like we've got nothing to release and it was um, a couple of interviews that me and shane did at comic salopia back in in may june june uh uh, yeah about june wasn't it and um even then it's only a couple of months even then i sounded so like frigid and so kind of um
2: can you you you? relax into it yeah yeah, and it's
1: really weird because like i always feel like as soon as i switched on this mic it was like, it was like, oh, it was kind yeah. of, and Lorraine Fletcher was saying do. this because I I can get quite anxious at times. Like, I can, I can <laughs> Alex, bit, social awkwardness yeah. is just hilarious. I can do, especially if I'm going, I, I do do a lot of shows where I go around people's houses and I'm just like, yeah, they'll put the kettle on and we'll, yeah, then we'll get yeah. on with it. But I'm just like, thank you. Thank oh, you. Yeah. you know? yeah. And then I switch on the microphone. I'm like, Hi, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit. You know, <laughs> it's <was> very, very <laughs> odd. And uh, how was it for you when you first started? Did you find that? Did you find that like, as soon as you started, it was kind of like? Um, it's good for you, but you had to work at it. I can
2: it. remember the first. I remember after the first few shows I did, um, and the first couple of shows they were only an hour long, but it was it was live radio, and you were on one of hardly any radio stations in the country. Right, um, and I was so exhilarated, but so exhausted. Mm. I, I didn't know whether to run around the block or just lie down. Um, <laughs> I think after 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 about my third or fourth week, seriously, I was I was just like a kid. They had no one to do the sports program, the four-hour live sports program on Saturday afternoon with Coventry City, who were that time a Division One team. When Division (laughs) One was actually Division One, and all these, all the local football and all sorts of everything, and I and it was mostly speech, and I had to do that, and I actually came off the air and lay down on the floor in reception for about forty-five minutes. Um, But when it's as as far as I used, yeah, I used to try and sound like someone being on the radio, yeah, Um, and. Uh, and, 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 And I actually had kind of two voices. Funnily enough, we were talking about this on the show a couple of days ago. Um, about if you have if you have another persona that you inhabit, because we were talking about RuPaul's Drag Race um, and we talk, heard from, from some drag queens, including one with the remarkable name of Vinegar Strokes.
3: <laughs> <It's just so laughs>
2: I, just, I don't know how I kept... There's, there's one was called, called Bag of Chips mm. and the other one was called Vinegar Strokes. I have no idea how I kept a straight face. Or oh, she said that on the BBC. I feel bad enough saying it now. But, but we were talking about, you know, do you have another persona that you inhabit as if you know you might yeah. be uh, a guy called Steve, and then you become bag of chips or whatever. Mm. Um, and I suddenly, so I said, you know, if you'd have another persona, whether it's cosplay or drag or whatever that you do, introduce me to them, come on the radio, and tell me about them. And I, and I suddenly thought, actually, I'm doing this now. This is my other persona, almost, because basically, when, when I'm on the radio it is it's it's kind of 105% of me if yeah, you know yeah, I feel it's that. like, mm-hmm. me, but but like you I'm I am well I have mental health problems so I have anxiety and depression I've had that for years uh, and the anxiety thing is terrible yeah um, and people and people say well, how the heck can you actually do that and I, well I've been
1: doing it for so long yeah. I've kind of got the hang of it now um but uh, it's kind but, of nice to have like something to almost cuz I'm the same as you anxiety for me is terrible i mean I'm trying to explain it to my. Uh, at the moment, I've ju- I mean, I'm, I'm open about it. I'm just starting to do therapy now, and I'm trying to work at it. You know. Yeah. And you know, I'm trying to explain it to people that don't suffer from anxiety. And it's really difficult, right? Because you yeah. can't just be like, "Oh, I feel really angry," and they'll be like, "Why?" And you're like, there, there, I there, there, "There's no yes. reader." Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling really shy. Really, uh, ridiculously yeah. shy. I mean, yeah. Comic Salope is a perfect example because I was at the opener. And there's like millions of pounds worth of artists and creators yeah. in this room. I'm, I've got my Tascam microphone, and I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to. I'm supposed to go around and mingle and do, do the Peter Parker thing, you know? Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just stood in the corner like, nah. no, no,
2: no, I can't
1: do that. <laughs> no, and it's weird, no, no, but I, just... and
2: it's and it is and, and it, is, it is terrifying. And if it's the opposite of what you're in, of what people believe you're they you're going to do. Then it's it's doubly terrifying. The number of things that I that I kind of tentatively say I'll I'll do or I'll go to, and I never do because actually I can't face it. Mm-hmm. It's, and um, and 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 often I mean I'm this this is fun and I'm glad you asked me and it's an honour to be asked and thank you very much and. Mm. Um, and I know that because I've been listening to the podcast, I know that the deal oh, is you. just kind of hanging, hanging out and having a chat. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. I, yeah. And, 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 and I you know, get where you two guys are coming from and, uh, and Julie and everybody. And, uh, and that's, I know what the deal is. Um, if I'm in an, un, uh, an unusual situation um, or anywhere like that, and then the anxiety kicks in yeah. big time. And I've got no idea what I did before I had a mobile phone because you just hide behind
0: that. Yeah, there. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, see, it's, it's weird because I have like, I have two ways to go in when I'm in awkward situations. I either completely shell up and I yeah. struggle. I mean, you've, you've experienced that sometimes. I just don't know what... You put me on the spot sometimes. Yeah. And like the other day, on the other podcast, you just turned around, and you? You're just like, okay, Shane's going to open the... the Start the nah. podcast now. Three, two, one. Do recording. I was like, uh, I just didn't know what to say, and it was a great little set. What I did was, right,
1: I was trying to explain to people how hard it was for me to in, uh, like start my first ever
3: yeah.
2: podcast. Yeah. Like
1: you know, and like it was really hard I did 17 takes of it but unbeknownst to Shane I was going to use him as the guinea pig and be like right start the show go Yeah, and he struggled and it's, it's hard yeah,
0: but okay. so, so like I've got kind of that side of things where my brain completely blank and yes. I have just no idea what I'm doing um, but then the other side of it is I tend to go over the top right. so I'll, I'll yeah. start acting out yeah. Yes, and I tried to yeah. be like the joker and like tried to be the most funny one in the, in the room and like, you know, be the loudest or the, you know, okay. and I, and, uh, it's something which I've, I've been trying to work on for a number of years because similar to you, I, I do struggle with a lot of things and actually funny enough, that's how Alex got me onto the podcast. Oh, right. Um, cause I was going for, I I'm actually now officially divorced. Right. Um, and I was going for a really rough patch, like, you know, yeah, and, uh, that's how me and Alex met because we met at the prison doing scare acting as obviously a lot of our readers will know and uh we got chatting we got a very similar sort of life you know yeah. things we've been through and, and whatever we got very I thought you were going to say a similar
1: attraction then but <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but no. You're,
0: you're far better looking than me dude <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> much better our eyes met across <laughs> the story <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no actually my eye was hanging out my brain was hanging out so <laughs> <laughs> and I did your makeup so that <laughs> was did, a yeah, glorious moment wasn't beautiful. it um, and yeah so we got talking about the struggles I was having at the time and Alex was just like yeah, you should just come on come on the show you yeah. know because it really helped me because that's yeah. how Alex got onto it you yeah, know mm. for the same sort of reasons that's like an outlet and yeah, exactly. um and yeah it's just come on the podcast it that was it really well. yeah and mm. and funny enough you should say about listening to old um old audio and stuff cuz I listened to some audio when I first started on Thorskin.
1: oh you were awful. And was awful. I listened to I like, my awful.
0: voice actually changed like it's it's yeah. it sounds different yes. now, you know, like it's What really our audience weird. got
1: from that was they 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 listened to you develop and and now the, the our fans love him and he's actually been off Thorskin for a while now and people are asking for you they're like where's Shane?
3: He's <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: disappeared.
1: <laughs>
2: i be surprised when it comes back because Khalif just sat like this. He was yeah. so yeah. worried about
1: it. So so really. very alec- it, it. When I heard about it. I it. This
0: is my favourite one.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's so <laughs> weird. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. What was it like? um, I mean, I guess you've had a few years' experience, but like, I don't know how it works at the BBC. I mean, I got to sit and watch the morning show being produced because I went from being really rude on the other show to having to learn how to (laughs) ad-lib in a safe manner for everyone's ears. So they, they were kind enough to let me go and watch things being produced. But like, as far as planning guests... Are concerned. How does that yeah. go? Do they go? All right, okay. You've got Tracy, and she's from Macclesfield, and she's got a really cute dog. Go. <laughs> go.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I don't get that much that much information. Well, some of the some of the people that would that come that come on the show, um, are we have set up in advance, so I kind of know who they are yeah. and. Uh, cues and questions have been written for me so um uh the uh, 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 tim the producer or or one of the rotating cast of assistants have <laughs> will have written uh, some questions for me so i know and there'll be some briefing notes and i'll probably have looked up something about these people anyway i mean I, we, we do something every monday called the cool seat which is not not it, yeah, it's kind a kind of podcast vibe to it yeah which is because we well actually started off in two ways one was i was getting frustrated talking to some really interesting people for only 10 or 12 minutes at a time um and the other one was um we were doing a we kind of eased off on it now but we did it very seriously for quite a while Mm. did something called the hot seat where we took people who are in charge of stuff and held them to account and you know if you're the head of something or the director of something or the chief executive of something you come in the studio and I'll ask you awkward questions, and our <laughs> listeners will as well. I just wanted something that was a bit more comfortable than that. So yeah. with the opposite of that for me was the cool seat. So we'd get cool people in. <laughs> um, and uh, there's quite a lot of crossover, actually, between some of your guests <laughs> and some of mine uh, when it comes to the cool seat. So we just get cool people in, and uh, I, I can talk to them at, to, at, at greater length for that. And so if it's a cool seat, I'll probably spend quite a bit of time finding out about Yeah. Um, and still, I get surprised by some of these.
1: Yeah, people. there's two yeah. approaches. I mean, today to to speak to Lorraine and and to Stan, I wrote down loads of notes. Sorry, last week, uh, yeah, I had to take loads of notes because, like, you know, these guys are are, are important in, in the community, and you've got to get it right. And then Lorraine is absolutely fine. Stan is just he's just a superstar, absolutely. And yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some. Sometimes you, you it's just better to just. I haven't written any notes today because I just yeah. I was just like just have a chat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we're getting on. so much better. That we are, yeah, and yeah. Um, with, with the hot seat. I, I, when you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, there's so many people I'd love to pick. That's yeah, a, mate. I was just some old managers I've worked for. Yeah. So um, absolutely. So what were you absolutely. thinking when you let three yes. people go on annual leave at the same time, Darren? <laughs> Leaving <him laughs> me on the <laughs> department on my own. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, everyone should be able to do their own personal hot seat. Yeah, yeah, sure, they think think well, should. Once
3: once well,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah yes, it's like oh, what's that? Uh, what's that movie where where once a year there are nothing got that's it, the purge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's once a year. You can just you can pick one person and you get an hour to ask them or say <sighs> to them, them anything you want that without there, any fallback. With no, and they no come back into it with a lie detector,
1: yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> attached.
0: yeah, yeah. any technology that you when want. you decline my holiday request, <laughs> what's <laughs> that for <laughs> a genuine reason?
1: <laughs> oh, what's it like? I mean, like I've I've interviewed. Mm, i've i think i've probably had at least one trying to think now person that's i've just not been able to get anything out of on in an interview yeah and it's it can be awkward with a podcast but you can always jazz it up you can always shorten the, the, the yes. you know the, the breaks in the conversation things yeah. like that live on air
2: how's that for you because- Oh, uh, yeah uh, well there's num- this falls the number of categories that this falls into okay um one is um where because we're actually going into the, the if are, I'm not making much sense here, but recording this in, in essentially your kitchen. Yes, it's, it is it's a cool and relaxed place, right? Yeah. Um, a radio station studio is not a cool and relaxed place because it's full of weird equipment, um, and uh, um, yours, and it's an alien environment for most of the people that come into it. And there is something about a radio studio that weirds out almost everybody who's it's never almost been like a in a
0: clinical kind of environment in a way, yeah. isn't it?
2: But you can't define why, and the reason why you can't define why is because it's essentially an anechoic environment. There is no echo. Yeah. There's, it's a very, very acoustically dead environment. And you're very rarely in an environment like that. Yeah. I mean, you did quite a few hard walls and tiles here, so if I do this, echoes yeah. around. Did yeah. that in the radio station. Not a thing. Yeah. And subconsciously that,
1: that unnerves people. Yeah. Because we were,
2: they're in an the environment they've never been in before.
1: We went to the quiet room in um in um, Hall uh the university. Yeah. They've got a quiet room in there and it was one of the weirdest things <laughs> ever. You could like it was just like it was almost you know like when your ears pop. yes that's what it's like it feels like that it's crazy yeah exactly
2: so it's ironic because I think it's a quiet room where you're supposed to go and chill out and relax and you go in there it's like hang on (laughs) i'm not relaxed (laughs) for some psychoacoustic reason i don't quite get it
1: it's like an airlock before you've been released into (laughs) space (laughs)
2: exactly exactly so there are some people that are weirded out by the by the psychoacoustic environment uh there are some people who are fine until the red light comes on and it becomes apparent that i'm actually talking to them um in which case you just have to you know if they're you have to be well it's the preparation before that yeah. you try and make them feel as comfortable as they, as they can be anyway um and you know, i'm 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 not most of them i'm not holding to account i'm not grilling i'm not giving no. them a battering about anything i just want to have a chat with them like you guys i want yeah, to yeah. find out what something about them and so, so do you yeah. find
0: that sometimes you have days where you literally just can't because i see live on air I struggle sometimes to, to find the words and just sort of keep the rhythm up, which is why, to be fair, like, there was the auditions the other day, wasn't it? The, yes, the yeah. Radio yeah. And I messaged Al, and I was just like, yeah, I said, you should go for it, definitely. And then I messaged my girlfriend separately, and I was like, oh, should I go on it? She's she was like, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, so sort of too fair, like, I can I can do this without. Yeah. Because I think between us, we we you know we yes. do well together, and it's like a, the to and fro between us. But yeah. like I think on my own, yeah, no good. Because I would not be able to find that find the the words in the rhythm. I'll probably get mm. used to it. Like, yeah, like exactly. Like, you know, but you're but doing it. it under yeah. pressure. So like, like so yeah. do you find that there's days where you just can't?
3: Oh yeah.
2: Just Yes, Keep actually I mean up. we are recording this we are recording this on a Thursday and I have a real thing about Thursdays. I just Thursdays is just it's so long since the last weekend and it's not near enough to the next <laughs> one. And I just if, if something is gonna be uh, if, if something's gonna be a real two star effort, it's gonna be a Thursday. Yeah. Um although that having been said, yesterday morning, um which was of course Wednesday, um I was sitting there and I was just I, I wasn't quite not everything was quite coming together and yeah and you have those days where you can't think of the words or you can't find the words or you can't get them out cleanly or or whatever. Um and I said off there to uh, to Faith who was the newsreader. I said, oh, "God, it really feels like a Wednesday." And she said, "It is Wednesday." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be why then That's i thought hilarious. it was cheesy yes no That's... sometimes you the so, disconnect with so how do you deal with that yeah. then like if you, you can't, just you, have to do you it just talk <laughs> yeah well no you just you can um sometimes you can hear people on the radio fall back onto certain tropes that they do a lot uh, and i try and do as few of those as possible um but sometimes they can be useful when in a live situation you you're you're essentially filling for time yeah because quite a few are quite a few occasions you know you, you someone calls us the way it works on the phone in shows they, they call us we call them back and and it may be that when we call them back it'll be 40 seconds which is a long time yeah and live radio or whatever before they're ready um so I'm and I, there's no point in me starting another record because then it'll be three and a half minutes down the line. Yeah. And I want to keep up the flow of conversation about a particular topic. Um, and so I just need to basically keep the ball in the air until this person mm. actually comes on to talk to me. Um, so you just have to – and you, you you end up with a, a, about half a dozen of things that you fall into when you do that. Um, and – uh, and, and yeah, so that and, and that's just it. But otherwise, it, it's it. It is one. Th- people think, how hard can it be? You sit in this like dark room <laughs> <a> box, yeah, <laughs> uh, dark room, and you and you talk to people you can't see, and uh, and and then that's it. Whether well, there is, first off, there's a lot more to it than that before yeah. and afterwards, as you guys know. Yes. Um, uh, but also it is actually incredibly stressful. Yeah. Because if when when it's live, you have got no idea what's going to happen next. A lot of the time, you don't know what's going to happen next. Um. And you may find yourself talking to someone who is going to say something for which you're entirely un- entirely unprepared, and you have to try not to be unprepared. Yeah. Or and and so you're constantly. You're constantly, your brain's split in two constantly. You're you're thinking two or three events ahead. You're looking at the clock. You're thinking, this is going to go on for how long? What am I going to do after that? What am I going to do after that? I'm going to you got your that.
1: producer in your ear. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> You've
2: got, uh, got producer in your me, ear or messages coming up on the screen in front of me. And at the same time, I have to pay as full attention as I can to the person that I'm talking <laughs> to whilst thinking about all the other stuff. And you and you can't. It's not. It's a very sedentary job. It's not physically tiring. Mm. You come off the air. It's like brainer.
3: Yeah, (laughs) you know.
1: (laughs) I and I feel that because there there are the days, especially when I. Uh, best examples that are when I'm working at the prison on a bad day because mm-hmm. we do like bits of acting and stuff at the prison and, and recently yeah. I was doing the, the prison break and I, I was playing um, an ex um, drag artist from the TV so I had the wig on the makeup and I was just proper <laughs> like what are you doing in my cell? I guess you just walk into anybody's room then do you? Like you know and like on the bad days because I've got this highly energetic really I throw tantrums and throw clothes across the wing and stuff like that yeah. you know on the bad days you have to really put your all into it. And like, Absolutely. Yeah. And it's for like four or five hours. I'll come home and I'm just exhausted because I've put yeah. a lot into mm. that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you
1: know, exactly. I did, I did go to the, the new voices uh, it audition mm. and it was a really weird experience for me because they told us to, 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 to write, to tell a story for a minute yeah and this is what I do this is what I do every week yeah you know, this is like I think we've got so many things to say and Shane was like you should tell the story about and the handshake from the mayor and I was like <laughs> yeah that's a classic that's great <laughs> so I, I wrote it down and it was like it was a minute 20 but if I rushed through it it was a minute mm. and I got in there and it was it was uh, it was Nick that was there mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know I met him a couple of times so I was comfortable I've got to open my book there was no headphones I, mean, I like listening to my own voice I was kind of like oh this is weird and then I was like, "Okay, here we go." I started reading. Then I missed where I was on the page, and so I had to backtrack. And then I had to like—I think the, the story finished, and it was just like a, a jumbled-up story. That, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah." So exactly. take two. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's just nice being able to go right. I need a wee. Course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <quite>. Come back, <laughs> and yeah, so nice we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I do, I mean, I've always had respect for. I mean, uh, I've I, one of my heroes growing up. One of my heroes, but somebody I was always religiously listened to was Chris Moyles. Chris right. Moyles, Chris had. A,
3: Moyles,
1: yeah, he was yeah. great. I used to buy his books. He used to listen to his show religiously. Yeah. Uh, When he moved to the the mornings, it was difficult because I had a job that I was working while he was on and stuff, you know. But I used to listen to him after school, and he had a really chaotic show.
0: Yes, absolutely. He still does, to be fair. Radio X is pretty, you know, pretty chaotic. And Mm. like that's where I sort of see if this sort of takes off. That's how I see like this sort of podcast becoming at some point, if it does get to that kind of level. Because he's got that very much sort of like the group of people sat and they're all having a chat about various things, got people ringing in. Yeah, it's all—it's right. a very sort of podcast-esque, yeah. Yeah. sort yeah. of setup, isn't it? It's not really like a sort of radio show where you sort of sat talking to one person. Yeah, like, yeah. You,
2: you often find that the things um, on radio that sound most chaotic or sound like there's so many things going on. Are actually the most tightly produced of all, and you've got there is a producer in the background who's keeping it very close. I can't imagine it, he's with Moyles. Anyone that can do like twenty minutes without playing a record at half past six in the morning about the fact that he's not been
0: paid enough <laughs> <laughs> regularly. <laughs> um,
2: I can't imagine <laughs> that he would takes too much notice of a producer. But uh, but quite often the the stuff that sounds the
1: most chaotic is is the most tightly produced of all. Yeah, I guess is there like a ratio yeah. of producer to host type thing or is there something going on there where you've got to you've got to keep an eye on so many people's levels and this yeah you know it's it's nice to it's nice to think so
2: um uh, but i mean for um for me the the show team is me um doing the show and i'm driving the desk because i'm doing all the tech side of it and tim who is the producer and who is you know technically in charge he's the one who officially officially gets the rap if i do anything wrong um, and he has an assistant sitting with him in the in the, the next door, next door studio but on um I mean on bigger network stations then you'll have um, maybe a producer per segment and you might have four segments in a oh, wow. in, in a show so you'll have one person whose job is to yeah but their job is to absolutely nail that Mm. is to make sure that segment is as good as it can possibly be they've got the right guests they've got them in quality they've got them not on the phone they got they know what's going to happen um and that is really that's a that's that's a tremendous skill and you think well how you know how hard can it be to be responsible for getting half mm. an hour radio on the
3: air yeah
2: um, but really hard it's quite a lot involved yeah, a lot especially of moving on parts national, on national yeah, radio yeah, yeah a lot of moving parts that you've got to try and keep in the same place do you find yourself
1: mm-hmm. i mean not mentioning any names do you find yourself finding your, your favorite producers the ones that like you know you can work you walk into well?
0: work and you're like oh thank god i've got them like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> uh, it's when
2: the the we, well, i've got to say here we have a fantastic team at bbc radio Shropshire. yeah and uh, we've got a really hugely supportive management team um and they they get us basically and they get what we're trying to do and they get what the people from Shropshire of Shropshire want and they get how we're gonna do it. Um and one of the ways of getting that is to team people up really sympathetically. And that's something that they're really good at. So uh, Tim and I have been working together, he's been my producer for like four and a half years now, I suppose, or four or five years. Um, and and when they and and so they will shuffle teams around, and then when they find a, a fit that works really yeah. well, then where people get complementary skills and complementary qualities, then they'll stick with that, mm. and that'll be what they'll what, what they'll go with. Um, unless someone gets a job somewhere else, or, or there's some disruption or something else go, that goes awry, then they won't. If it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it can yeah. be yeah. improved. Then improve it, but if it's not broke, not
0: Well, so. that's that's the qualities of being a good manager, isn't it? Is exactly. no, knowing your yeah, team quite. and knowing what works yeah. the best and the right combination in various
1: it's different. It's very yeah. rare you yes. get that. In a,
0: <laughs> it is, in a it really is, and that's why when you do you get oh, a manager that that yeah. that has that skill and really takes note of what what they've got, you know, what they've got in the deck, kind of thing, yeah. you know, and they know what cards to play. And when to play it, you know yes. that that that's yeah. sort of a good manager,
1: you know. And there's the other side to to being on radio as well is the <laughs> uh, the things you get to get up to on on the outside of the world. And I know it's on your Twitter. You're very you're very feisty on Twitter. I love your Twitter. It's so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> because you get somebody being a numpty and and John would be like very politely, you're being a numpty. Like you know, I'll,
2: yeah, I will. Um, for the good of my mental health, I've been doing that less now. Yeah. Um, because. Because it can actually take over your life, yes. And now I'm, I'm, I, I've tried to. I learned. I, I, I I've been on Twitter for ten years, I think, for almost since it started. Hmm. Um, and I'm only now am I getting the hang of certain aspects of it. Um, one is, and there's this, um, there's this. Campaign against on- online hate. Which I can't remember what it's actually called, but uh, which is the idea that don't feed the trolls. You know, if you've got a, if you've got someone who is trolling you, then don't chuck anything back. Don't bother. And one really interesting thing about that, and this is something I've, that I used to do all the time, and I've stopped doing it now, um, is if someone if you see someone saying something utterly stupid or offensive or whatever, um, don't retweet it with your own comment because that amplifies what they're yeah, saying. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and this works on other social media as well. And that means the logarithms just look at the fact that that offensive comment's being retweeted. The the the, uh, logarithms, the algorithms think, oh, this must be really good. We'll bump that up. And so then that becomes really popular. So you end up actually amplifying the thing that you're mm. trying to mute. Yeah, um, yeah. So and uh, and then I did actually used to uh, from time to time. I have several standing searches on. I use TweetDeck for uh, for Twitter, and you can save some searches on it. And I've got some um, on there that uh, from for particular groups of words. And I've actually reduced the number. I used to have some that looked out in particular for what people were saying about about particular topics or about particular subjects, and it was almost like I was. You know, I was the vulture on the fence, but, you know, uh, for the waiting meat. for someone to say something <laughs> and I could leap in on. And I, th- I thought, why? 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 Is the point? Yeah. I mean, um, before social media, um, uh, that you know, used used to, you still get them in, on some websites. You know, the forum
1: thing. Yeah, and, chat rooms and stuff. Yeah, yeah chat rooms yeah, and yeah.
2: forums, and and I and I used to get in, I used to get involved in a couple of those, and and I just thought. Why am I wasting my time with these people?
0: Yeah, Um, hunting an argument. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: Because you're not going to change their mind. No, they don't really care what you think.
0: They're only in. They probably don't even think what they're actually putting either. Uh, And (laughs) the number of times, oh,
2: the rubbish people put on social media. I'm I'm carefully. I know this is very quite informal, but I'm editing my language. (laughs) (laughs) quite The the stuff, the stuff people on people put on social media about the BBC is is nuts utterly utterly nuts and you think how can uh, sometimes the best i can do is respond to them and just say i'm sorry your television is broken if you think that's the case yeah yeah. Yeah, that's just not true so and um and so i I now i don't go looking for that anymore if someone says something i don't amplify it um and and i try to I, i try to do much more positive stuff and celebratory stuff. And this is true for the show as well. Mm. Um, and this is what you guys do. Yeah. You know, you're, of course, there are some people that set up podcasts about their particular area because they want to moan about things. Yeah. And because they just think this because they, they, they just want to pick fights with people. Um, and, one of the great things about Shrewsbury Biscuit is that you don't do that. Is no. that you're celebrating? You're getting interesting people on. You're getting creative people on. You're getting, um, and you're celebrating the great people that are in, yeah. in Shrewsbury. I feel
1: like the world needs a lot more of that. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. We wanted to give yeah. Shrewsbury like a platform, you know. Yeah. But with the, the whole social media thing, I feel like something needs to be done. Something needs to be oh, done yeah. because, <laughs> like, I, I'm, get, like, I'm trying to stay away from it. <laughs> Shane can be vouch for this because sometimes Shane will share something and one of his mates will be like. <laughs> And I'd be like, <laughs> and it'd just be his back yeah. into <laughs> And and just, it just, I go back away from it, and I just had this horrible taste in my mouth. I'm what feeling, he hasn't noticed yeah. is
0: that I just tend to put post it and then sit back and watch. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm right. one of those. Well, like, you lob the brick into the <laughs> yeah. middle. And then just
0: sit and
2: watch the ducks fly off. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I'm, I, i have i am i am not on Facebook. I, I'm on. I have to be on Facebook for. One particular reason, which is that um, my partner Janie and I, we um, run a mental health drop-in support group called. Saw that, yeah, that's awesome. Called Pop Up Chat together um and we can't afford a website for it because it's all voluntary so the only way we so it has a facebook page um and i can't come off facebook into uh, completely because otherwise i wouldn't be able to put anything on there so that's the only reason i'm still on facebook mm. but i don't do anything else on facebook I, and i i came off facebook because i was on one local group and i found i was i was getting into the most ridiculous arguments about things there was one which was what was it oh yeah uh I, I never cease to be amazed about how people can extend an argument about one thing beyond all reasonable. <laughs> like I mean, there's the, if like for example, if you if, if you want to chuck one of your bricks in the mill millpond chain, uh, just go on Facebook and call the quarry a quarry park, and then brace yourself for all the people who've lived here longer than long, longer than than we have uh, to say no, it's just a quarry. <laughs>
1: yeah, it just happens then, to be a park, in and the it just quarry. happens to be a
2: park in a quarry, and then you get someone else coming back saying yeah but when you got tourists coming you to tell them to go to a quarry what is what, why would you do that and you know it goes on and on and on yeah. and there was one where where people were i was i was actually falling out with people because <laughs> someone posted a picture of the old shire hall which used to be it was this massive granite building or sandstone building um which was down the the side of the square mm. where um starbucks is at one end job centers at the other princess houses now Um, and it was the most ugly and forbidding (laughs) early (laughs) 19th century thing and it was uh, and because this is what happens on those groups people were saying oh it's shame they knocked it down um, and I said no, actually, because if you look at it, it's really there's no glass in it, and it's and now if the what's replaced it's not very pretty, mm. but it's on a human scale, and there's glass at at face level, and you can see actual human beings, and it doesn't make you feel like the people that are in charge of the town are hiding away in their castle, mm. Um and that didn't go down well. No, and if, <laughs> and if people can start a fight over that, I just think I don't want to be part of this. Yeah.
1: People are, they do get territorial over, over oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do. And yeah. that that building that's there now does look like a a, a, a World War Two pillbox. Yeah,
3: yeah
2: <laughs> it does. Yeah, but but I I still contend that it's actually more human, so it's friendly. Yeah. The, the other one, and the absolute... not Shy Hall. I mean the one that's Starbucks. I mean that. Oh the, yes, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, and as the other and the, the other absolute classic in this in this department is because um, I love the Market Hall. I love. That. Yeah, oh, it's one of our favourite places. you it recorded there. It's one yeah. of one of your favourite places. One of my favourite places. I think it's a fantastic place, and I actually like the design of it as well. Actually, I quite like the fact that this it's it's nineteen sixties. It's a well. Execute example of yeah. 1960s architecture, but you, you get people saying, Oh, isn't it a shame they knocked down that? Well, no, the old one looked like an m- absolutely massive Victorian toilet, yeah, it just looked like a huge Victorian toilet, <laughs> and, and <laughs> it, just, it looked like the sort of public convenience that used to deface the, the center of towns only on a massive scale. Um, and uh, and so I don't think it is a shame that, that they knocked yeah. that down. If you go to Shropshire Archives, you can find pictures. I've going to hit me stride now. I'll stop on this in a minute. Don't worry. <laughs> so I, I, if you go to Shropshire Archives, you can find pictures of the preparation, because this is so long ago, the pre, uh, it was it's so recently, mm. the for actual photographs of the preparation of the ground to build the Victorian Market Hall. And there you have loads of pictures of people knocking down half-timber Tudor and medieval half-timber cottages.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. These pictures still exist.
2: And it's just
1: like, actually no. If you want to complain that something's
0: gone, yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: the thing is, like, people are so attached to their opinions as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I, I mean, live. It must be terrible when this happens. But I got thrown off my guard. I got thrown under the bus. We were doing. Um, we were talking to this guy on the other show about. Uh, he does a Star Wars. It's the out called the Outer Rim. Good, search, it. It's really good. It's a yeah. Star Wars based um, web series that he does. Uh, I won't mention his name and I started talking about the the, the Greta Thunberg thing and the, yeah. the, the riot fit, not the riot oh, the protest thing I shared and the, the hate climate I was getting change from that the yeah climate it was change. a lot wasn't it yeah and he was like well I agree with him and I was you like, like oh, sorry what, what was that now <laughs> <home?" laughs> <laughs> and he was like he was like uh, climate change is uh is a myth and i was just like
0: oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> spacebar <laughs> <Yeah>. get off
1: <laughs> so i give him my piece he gave me his piece and then tom, tom was just my other co-host was just sat there like they're like because nobody yeah. was backing down from their opinion you know yeah. it's crazy and you and you won't and you're not going to change that person's mind and that yeah. person
2: subconsciously or consciously he feels like he's 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 made an impact because he's landed one on you yeah as, as, as far as that because he's because he's got you riled up um, I think the Gre Thunberg thing is fascinating it it's just the it how 'cause all the people that are really angry about are men. Yeah, yes. and that's fascinating. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. It's, ri- it's, it's it's powerful. It's yeah. almost
1: like an episode of Big Brother. You know, Greta <laughs> goes to, to, yeah, quite. Go yeah. to yeah. <laughs> yeah, day day seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, while he waves his hairy fist at <laughs> oh, Lord oh, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened to you on the show? has somebody ever like come on and they have gone? Oh yeah, and you have gone. Okay, thank you, Sally, for joining us now, and they've gone. Uh, the Tories are a bunch of, you know, <laughs> it's, it's anything like that. No, you know? Mercifully,
2: not, no, not quite that. But we have, I have had people who said just complete and utter nonsense. <laughs> um, which, uh, and, and one of the reasons, I mean, Tim the producer is legally responsible for this stuff as well, <laughs> yeah. apart from anything else. Uh, which means that if you've got someone who, but I'm the one that's driving the desk, so I've got the fingers on the faders. And, I, and so if I hear someone who's, edging towards something that could potentially be incitement to racial hatred, for example, and I have had that a couple of the times, then you just have to be prepared to get out of it. It's much more likely that someone will say something that's potentially defamatory or that they can't back up or whatever, in which case it's my job to ask them to back it up. Yeah. Um, or they'll say something about, uh, about someone else and I have to you know, point out that yeah. you know that might be their interpretation of what's going on, but and on that's not little... necessarily <laughs> slander. <laughs> slander. <laughs> well, slander. Exactly, yeah, quite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's it's it is libel. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah, and, yeah. and it's public it's a published libel and um as the publishers we are we are responsible. Especially for when that. it's attached to the BBC.
1: You know? uh, yeah exactly <laughs> so you have
2: to, I mean and there have been mercifully the BBC doesn't because we get proper training, mm. this doesn't happen so often. But the number of times that it's happened in let's say other sectors of of media. Uh, of, yeah. of, of the media, <laughs> yeah. there was one where um, they're going to be some people who really hate to be reminded of this. Um, there was one where uh, who was I think it was I think it was the Sower murders trial and Ian Huntley was on trial, and uh, and off the back of a news bulletin at eight o'clock in the morning, some commercial radio presenters uh, just somebody's obviously guilty, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, quite. And uh, and was um, and there have been a couple of occasions like that, and and the actually the the management of the radio station and um, have been hauled up in court really before the judge and said, look, yeah, you know, you're prejudicing the trial, and and the idea that, the idea that people can go on the radio without actually being trained in the basic elements of media law
1: <laughs> yeah. is, it boggles the mind, which is why I find it fascinating how they went. Russell Brand, here you go. Here's a microphone, and go and expected nothing wrong to go happen happen with Russell Brand yeah. because he's his podcast is amazing. But that's a podcast, right? Yes. When you when you phone it, what was it? it? Was Radio X? What, what what radio station was he with when he did that? Um, oh, he did the the phone call thing. Andrew that was Sa- Radio Two.
2: Was that Radio? That was, not only was that BBC Radio Two, but that was well, that was pre recorded too.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
2: Oh gosh. Um and. One of the and one of the things that you can say about the BBC is that it learns from its mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm, and that was absolutely one of them. And uh, and as a result of that, anything that was pre-recorded, anything that was longer, anything that was pre-recorded that was longer than twenty-one minutes. So that would be a long feature in mm. a in a in an ordinary program. Um, had to be listened to by someone in a position of authority before it went out, and it had to be ticked off, and they had to check it again. Yeah, it yeah, and, and yeah. that kind of thing. And that still happens. We still have to, you know, if you're recording something, if you're recording uh, recording a program, um, then there's there's a fair amount of paperwork. Well, it's online now, but it, but uh, of compliance paperwork um, mm. to make sure stuff like that doesn't happen again.
1: Yeah, you know? and that's good. That's yeah. really good. I mean, one of my favourite things was uh, Scott Mills when he used to re- ring up people. Yeah, like your ex ex boyfriends and things like that that was really he's such a, he's so funny he's uh, he's a very very cheeky guy i love Scott Mills do you, do you, so with you you guys i know you're you you know you're based at bbc Shrew, uh, shropshire like do you guys get to move around go to different stations meet other um hosts um, uh, presenters yeah some, sometimes it used to happen more it doesn't happen so much now um,
2: but, but it does but um but online a lot of the time actually yeah, okay. um but they're uh yeah that you you get to you, you get to meet up you, you know who the other people do job yeah. yeah. bar, really so
1: i mean i get it i mean like we we record shows for people in america i do it every week you know it's yeah like, and people i mean now fixed his microphone uh <laughs> <laughs> I managed to get his though tom as sounds as though he's sat with like you guys are now yeah, yeah yeah it sounds fantastic yeah um what i was going to ask is this like this this Coupling this grouping up of local radio stations that aren't BBC so they've all become Im- under oh, the same umbrella now yeah. they're not it's not like a local thing anymore it's all kind of very commercialized and things like that Have you guys had an impact because of that um I can it can
2: only be good for us exactly yeah it can only be good for us because um, if you want something that's genuinely local then the own the, the, the place to go now is BBC local radio or a community station. And some community stations are absolutely great. Some community stations are less good. Um, some, uh, but a lot of them are. In fairness, a lot of community community stations run on volunteers, um, and so they may not be the highest professional standards. But boy, they re- they're really committed to it, and they do a really great
1: job. Yeah, I used to work for thing. one. I used to do. Um- Alex's entertainment buzz, and I used to have eight minutes where we're like, "Ah, and in the news today. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you really cared about it, right? Yeah, and all the people
2: around you really cared about it, and that was that was part of the thing about it. Um, But uh, I mean, again, that that radio station I mentioned previously, that was the 21st ever commercial radio station, um, was in Coventry, um, and it served Coventry and uh, and south south Leicestershire. Um, and the, and we we were we were entirely unique and self contained. And down the road there was a radio station, but there's BRMB in Birmingham down the road from that. There was the Beacon in Wolverhampton, um, and we were all different. And we uh, and we were all dedicated to doing exactly what the people on our patches wanted. Mm. Um, and then as soon as the regulation got lighter and. Um, the basically the, the the money guys in suits thought, oh, we can consolidate here. We can put everything on one site, and then and just it, it just got less and less local, um, and now it's hardly local at all. I mean, it's that we're actually it's um it 's almost I, I could barely believe that a city the size the size and importance of Coventry mm. you know with the Coventry 's history and its industrial heritage and everything and with and with a constantly changing population and it's constantly growing that that could be without a top line commercial radio station. Oh it's unbelievable.
1: Mm. I've got ideas. I got I'll talk to you off air <laughs> yeah, okay. i got I'll talk to you off air, but I do have ideas yeah. because this thing this 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 almost synergy of, of, of radio stations has got me it's got my blood boiling really because you're right, people do need Yeah. Yeah absolutely um and you know some people prefer not to listen to the BBC You no disrespect. Absolutely
0: We've actually experienced it already uh with with doing the biscuit is that like you know we've had people turning up to events and literally saying, oh, is this where this is happening? And we're like, no, they're like, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't even know it's was happening. And we heard it on the biscuit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, And we've literally yeah. had that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. People turned their places. A, times. Faces, a few times, yeah. You know, yeah. And oh, with, that's with, a fantastic w- thing. Yeah. yeah uh, that, that's, that's and that's And you lose that if you don't have that, yeah, that you know, community kind exactly. of. exactly.
2: And, uh, and if you're being served by a radio station from 30, 50, 100, 150 mm. away, then the person who's on the air doesn't know about
0: the they
2: don't know about the topography they don't know about no um that north rochester's flat and south rochester hilly for example Yeah, it's you know, just basic stuff like that um so yeah that's
1: and that's uh, you know i think i think if we could turn the biscuit into like a radio station that, that would be, be quite amazing cool. yeah because yeah. i like this idea of a very intricately detailed show that talks about certain stalls in the market hall that talk about wh- reeking whiskies. that talk about yeah. the the flower show they talk about this that, brewery everything.
0: and Trotsch, like, you yeah, know, yeah you know yeah, things you know, like that th- because that Louvre chocolate yeah you know. and
1: i guess that's where your your cold seat comes in you know oh yeah it? yes you yeah. get okay i guess you get to speak to some really interesting people oh i couldn't break well we
2: started doing it um uh, when tim took over producing the show uh, so about four years ago and we thought oh well, it's a run for about six months and we'll run out of people um <laughs> four and a half years on yeah uh, we've still got a really long list of people that we that we've already booked or that we want to get on um and yeah i have i have met some absolutely incredible people there's a bloke called mark o'shea who was actually in the studio talking about something else um and this is going to be you're going to have to cut this out you're going to have to cut this bit out because he's at um, Shropshire Wildlife Trust tomorrow. And he is like Crocodile Dundee and Indiana Jones rolled into one. Really? Yeah, um, yeah he's an amazing guy. He's a professor of herpetology. He's a snake expert. Okay, well, we can cut back into this
1: now. Um, <laughs> but, I'm going to leave it in. i okay, like, he sure, was there enough. True, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's,
2: <laughs> but he's doing a talk about it. He's a snake expert. and he's, And snakes are his thing. Um, and he, he he you know he wears the big bush hat and the and the the khaki vest and everything and and he's got uh, long white hair and a massive beard and he's Mint. just like yeah he's absolutely such a character. Um, I do recognise the name for some reason. He's done stuff on TV. Uh, yeah. And and he's he's like the snake guy. Yeah. And he's written the book of snakes. Um. And uh, and he he's the he's the most fantastic storyteller, not least because he has the most fantastic stories to yeah. tell. Some of which are utterly terrifying, <laughs> you know, about looking king cobras in the eye and, mm. uh, and you well know, what, what it was like when I caught my first black mamba and this kind of thing. You're like, oh, <laughs> you yeah, like what you caught what? Uh, absolutely, he's uh, he. So he's absolutely jaw dropping. Some of the some of the people in some of the really memorable cool seats have been people who've been um who you wouldn't really. You wouldn't necessarily think twice about this a bloke called Norman, who I think was it well, was one of the first half dozen that we had, um, and he had been he'd been a plumber and central heating engineer in South Shropshire for the last part of his working life, but the first part of his working life, he was a freelance sound engineer, sound designer, working in the British film industry, and he was an Oscar winner, and oh, oh gosh. He quite and you know it's. I think it's Thunderball, the Bond film where Oddjob has the bowler hat with the razor blades around the outside. He throws it. Yeah, everyone knows the scene. Yeah. He throws it across the room and you hear this whooshing sound uh, and it moves. It pans in stereo left to right and there, whoosh, there it goes. Um, and he was the guy. He, he basically got the Oscar for the sound design on that film. And that was the one of the things that clinched it for him, and uh, and and he'd, and he'd done all sorts of things. He'd worked on so many huge films, um, and then he just got fed up with being a freelance, and, and he thought, I don't want to do this anymore. So he moved to Shropshire, retrained as a heating engineer. and was going around fixing people's boilers, and then coming home to this Oscar statue, he brought his Oscar in. <laughs> And I've actually held an Oscar statue. He brought his Oscar in, and it, it was, was absolutely crazy. incredible. It's That's
1: amazing mental. how people hold themselves. Phil yeah. Davis. Phil Davis yes. was the guy we spoke yeah, to at Comic uh, Con. Yes.
0: He was <laughs> like, he was holding doors open for us all yeah. the whole and weekend, and yeah. he, was, <laughs> he was fetching people in for yes. us. And like, yeah. at one point, we were stood outside we had a bit of a break, and like he was just come up and he was just stood there t- t- talking to me about how there was uh, two or three comic book artists um, who was. Uh, looking at somebody's portfolio of their yeah. own work you know and they, yeah. and they were sort of given a few tips you know Charlie Adelard goes over and he looks over the shoulder and he starts chipping in as well like you know you're talking millions Absolutely. of pounds worth yeah. of comic book artists all stood around this table yeah Phil stood there and he sort of stood next to me. And he's going like, "That's oh, some money's worth there, isn't there?" And we're just talking about, you know, I didn't really know who he was to be honest. Turned <laughs> out to be the, like you know, the writer for the for Go Jetters. yeah. And like he'd done all this work on kids' TV programs and yeah. stuff. And once I find this out, I was like, "Oh, why aren't you on the podcast?"
3: What was doing, bringing
0: like, people in, holding? <laughs> door. I just thought he was there to help. Yeah. out. I didn't yeah. realize. Such a nice guy, yeah. though.
2: You know, exactly. Yeah. He, 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 but he wouldn't tell no absolutely, absolutely. no you no, wouldn't no. you wouldn't know and that's and and, and we and we you we're, we're obviously on the same page as this we love people like that yeah you know people who are um who are just are just cool but don't make anything of it yeah um and are just naturally interesting and fun to talk to and um some people some people are just hilarious to spend time with i mean, one of the one of the cool seats so quite I, i'm a I, I love doing musicians, having musicians in the cool seat. Um, and a couple of those were Miles Hunt from The Wonder Stuff, who was just hysterically funny and a really, really lovely bloke. And Fuzz Townsend um, off Car SOS. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he lives in Bishop's Castle um, and was the only man I've ever met who's been the drummer in a band that was named after a drum machine, Bentley Rhythm Ace, which seemed a bit weird. But he was he was
0: such a lovely guy. And yeah. um, I mean and yeah. you got Peter Postlethwaite as well, he used to live in in Bishop's Castle and my dad yeah. was saying he's fishing on the pool once and uh his this pulled up behind him and uh, he was, Are you caught much dad was like, No, nah, not much, you know, you do carry on. Yeah. And he hears the door going and sort of Dad didn't think much of it, next thing command the side of his umbrella kinda of thing, like you know, it was Peter Postlethwaite. Yeah, and he was just like yes. Hello? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, he come and sat next to him like, and had a coffee with him. And yeah. he was just chatting about the pool and stuff. Like, like he was just the average Joe. And you kind of forget, really, don't you? Like when you, when you see people in the media and on telly and that kind of stuff, you
1: forget that they're just normal people. Absolutely. You know, oh, and, right. and, and... And that's the lesson I learned from a couple of people. Like Charlie Adlard, who came around here like you did. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, and he was just like, internationally famous man coming in my house. All right, guys. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh hi. You <laughs> yeah. know. Um, just scouting for girls. I was kinda yeah. like I was kinda like, oh, they're gonna be like, Oh, who wants to speak to us today? You know, but no, they were like, oh, right? how you doing? You yeah, know. you just yeah. like yeah. exactly I'm like yeah. you, you you for example. Yeah, you're from B B C and I'm I'm you sat in my kitchen just chilling with us uh, yeah. and you've been a great guest. Well, you know? uh, it's
0: right? also like, you know, people's pasts and what they've been through, like you said, like with the guy with the um heating engineer and stuff. Yeah people's Pass uh, has always fascinated me which is where the uh, memoirs of sloping come in yeah. and that's where that sort of come from uh, yeah the idea of that and i was literally i was driving uh, at the time i was doing this uh, this job i was literally <laughs> driving to and from london every day so i was doing a lot of driving and yeah. I, I just I, i've said a lot on the show so you know apologies for repeating myself again but um yeah i literally I knew I we were at night, so I knew it at like half three in the morning he was gonna yeah. be awake. So I was like, Messages, messages, I was like, ow, uh, ow, you know, and He was just like, What do you want? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you <laughs> awake? And I was like, I've oh, had this amazing idea. And uh, and yeah, it was memoirs of Salopian. it just come to me. Yeah. It's out of nowhere, yeah. you know. And the idea of it was is that, you know, with regards to Shrewsbury and like the Shrewsbury's history, you know, I hear my dad talking a lot about the modern and days and that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. But then beyond that, you know, it's it, my, like my Nan, um you know, she, she's lived in Shrewsbury, well, lived in Shrewsbury all her life. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, the the memories that she had, it's gone now, for, yeah, you know, point. forever. Yeah. And, and that's sort of, it's sort of starting to come to me a bit. We're like, hold on a minute, a lot of this stuff... It's just disappearing, you know. Like for yes. example, on a broader spectrum, you know, the, the last person that was alive who was on the Titanic is yeah. now died. You know, yeah, so that's it now. Yeah. It's all gone. Yeah, you know, you're never going to get that's anything the, back. From the last that, connection you've know? you got. Yeah, with exactly. It gone so right. we're getting to the point now where a lot of the history is just starting to dwindle away. Yeah. So that's where the memoirs for Sloping come from. You're really start- passionate
1: about this, and I did. I did write to the BBC, and I was like, "Can we come on and maybe?" Reach out, so some sort of appeal for people to come forward and just just sit and yeah. talk with a well, like you are. All, all, it,
0: all I want it to be, it's just you, you like you know how I said it about it in the, in the past is, you know, you know when you get your granddad during the war when I was a lad, and you think, oh God, here it goes again. Like you know, I've heard the story about twenty million times. I want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. I haven't heard it. Yeah, yeah. Just because someone's heard it before, exactly. And I think that doesn't mean no one else wants to hear it. Exactly. I think that with 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 the sort of inverted brackets, you know, elders uh, yeah. of our families, we kind of just get used to it and we don't appreciate yeah. what and they've been Yeah, and you don't know through. what you've got till it's gone. And exactly.
2: then And then you suddenly realise, you, know, you really wish you'd spoken to someone about yeah. something.
0: I mean, my granddad was born in 1901, yeah. right? He, he was He was a relatively old dad when he had my dad, you know. Yeah. And one, just one thing, it would come to my head actually randomly today in the office. I just That's why I just brought it up. I, I can remember my dad, my dad telling me that he can remember his dad yeah. telling my nan, you know, so my dad's my nan-like, um, I'm over the breakfast table whilst reading the newspaper, and he just went, oh, Buffalo... Uh, no, sorry, i got that wrong. Apologies. Okay. <laughs> it was my granddad's dad yes. can remember um, saying to my granddad's mum that um, Buffalo Bill's been shot. Yeah. He read it in the newspaper. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like... What it's direct, <laughs> direct connection? I mean, one of the things, and, you know. <laughs> and I could not agree with you more. I
2: think that it's really important that um, that if you've got the chance to talk to someone who's got memories, yeah, um, it, it doesn't have to be anything hugely significant. No, it's just something that's important to your
0: family or that's important yeah. to them. That you know, get it down yeah, and The, it the idea is is that it's supposed to like it, well, once it starts going, I think it will take off because when people start listening. You know, somebody will come in and start talking about, like, the modern rocker days, the things that happened, things they saw, yeah. you know, names of people, and that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, somebody would go, I remember that. Yes. For, yeah, and it's for different perspectives. So and yeah. then that, that person will come on and start talking about that, which then spark off another bit of... Fills in different and bits. And, and then you'll start yeah. piecing together all bits of... Yeah. Different experiences from different people, from different areas, you know, and different backgrounds and stuff. And it'll sort mm. of create, like, a massive image of... Yeah of the past. past things used to be yeah, yeah it exactly was a 3d image
1: of, exactly We people which, exactly. going "Oh, that exactly. jim hawkins didn't know what he's on about that that old market hall was fantastic <laughs> yeah that could
2: get a bit awkward yeah. but i mean one of the things that um one of the things that i that i've always loved is um is old photographs and an old films certainly but particularly old audio recordings old, old sound recordings um and uh, i i get a, more than a bit anarachy about it um but for example, there was uh, there was something that the, Lib- the British Library, the British Library has a lot of these, and um, and blogs about them a few times. And there was one who there was there was there was someone who was that was the voice. But in in short, it was the voice of someone who was born two hundred years ago. And you think you can actually hear the voice of someone that was born yeah, two hundred years ago? That's that's an absolutely yeah. mind blowing thing to me. And it's this thing that we do on the show. It's only an occasional thing because there's not there's only so much content about it uh, that can be that you can do something with but uh called found sound um where we've got get people who've got old tapes um old records things that of for, of members of their family or whatever um and we get the people who own the that audio to tell the story of the uh, of uh, of what's on the what's on the recording and we've had some fantastic stuff there was um uh, a woman called Sam, who had a whole bunch of reel-to-reel tapes, little three-inch reel-to-reel tapes. Um, her dad was in the forces and was stationed in Singapore. Um, her mum was back here in this country <coughs> with uh, living alone with, mm. with three kids in Plymouth. And they communicated by with these tape letters. So she would just put a little reel of tape on. Record what was going on, and you could hear the kids in the background, and you know, and you could hear doorbell ringing and whatever. Um, And she would send it off, and her husband would record something and and send it back. She still got some of these. This is, and this is from before she was born, so this is the mid '60s. Mm. Um, So we had Sam on telling the story of what, of and explaining what there was. There was um, someone who found a whole bunch of cassettes that every year on Christmas Day. Her granddad used to record a cassette of everyone that was around, even if it was just kids telling jokes. Um, oh, and wow. they got those, but uh, we started off with a real a chance discovery, which was um, the guy I see. well, and two two friends of mine, lovely people, Charlie and Gerrard. Um, he at the age of 18, um, they were they fell in love in, in the late teens, she moved to Malta <laughs> with her family. And he was in London, a trainee lawyer and bereft. And they used to, be, they used to have these machines on, uh, like, like photo booth machines, where you could go in and record your voice or record something. Uh, and they used to have them at railway stations. Um, and he went into this little booth on Charing Cross railway station. He'd written a poem for her to express how desolate he was that she was in Malta. Um, and he, he puts his shilling in or whatever, presses the button, and it cuts it direct to disc cuts it straight to to an acetate record, which then comes out of a slot in an envelope, and he posted it off to her, and he still got it. So we played that, and he told the story of of how they're still together after all these years. But the the very first one we did, we found uh, one of a series of 78s that was recorded by um, the British Association of Amateur Drama Drama Societies or something, Mm. and they'd gone round the entire country um, recording local 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 people's accents, so if anyone was trying to do a local accent they knew what it sounded like. Um, and there's only three and a half minutes of each one because it's one side of a 78. So mm. one side of a 78 is a bloke called Edward Benbow, uh, who was recorded in Worthen. Um, and we played the we played the seventy eight, and it's this guy recorded in nineteen thirty five, I think. Wow, uh, I know he's, he's recorded <laughs> wow. uh, at, at some at a time when some houses in Worthen didn't have electricity. Mm. You know, um, so they brought this recording machine to Worthen, recorded this guy doing. He was a local amateur actor, um, and we found his daughter, and we found his. Um, and and her family, and we tracked down a whole, and we found someone. There's someone still in the village of Worthen. Well, there certainly was when we recorded it. It was in his nineties? Who mm. went to school with this guy? Um, and it was just, it was a just a dusty '78 from a from a junk shop. And we actually brought this guy back to life, essentially. Absolutely fascinating. I love that kind of thing. And yeah. and it, it, as you were saying, Shane, it's just it's it's rescuing that from mm. being lost.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what we're doing with this show. That's what you guys do with the radio. and Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's really hit me in the feels because we used to make our own little um, radio stations with... You know, sorry for people we stole music from but uh, we used to record the- <laughs> <laughs> we like, okay and here's, some, here's Michael Jackson we're bad and then we pressed like record and then it- okay that was re- and then we mess around play around yeah, and yeah. if I could listen to one of those tapes now I wonder what the reaction would be because yeah. I don't know if I'd be sad like it probably make me cry in all honesty i cry at Batman yeah.
0: um, <laughs> so- funny, <laughs> funny enough I, I, used to, I used to pretend to do news we used to make up news write it down on a piece of paper and we used to sit on the table and we used to have an old like proper on your shoulder Video camera, <laughs> yeah, stand. Oh, wow. And uh, when I was growing up, my dad picked up from a boot sale or something, yeah. probably you know, whatever. And uh, and used to take proper full VHS yeah. tapes, yeah. like you know. And uh, and yeah, we used to sit and pretend to do the news, and okay. my brothers and sisters were just like. For God's sake, <laughs> right. they were never really into it, and I used to be like, no, "You're doing it wrong. You're doing a bit. Like, like come on!" <laughs> <laughs> and <it's> like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you find those, then you, yeah, you know,
3: you
2: that'd be go great. For it.
1: I, I want a copy. <laughs> exactly.
2: There's, <laughs> a, you, there's a YouTube channel. That's it, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Jim, do you, do, I, I want to talk about about your what you do with mental health because I think right, it's really okay. important. Um, do you want to give what you do a shout out because yeah. and let people know where to find? Thank it?
2: Thank you. Um, mm. Yeah, I will do. I, I mean um i'm me- mental health is something that you used to that people didn't really used to talk about and it's still something that people don't talk about as much as they should i don't feel it's that getting anger. better it is it's getting, getting, better. getting much better it's getting much better um but uh, some people still feel really wary about talking about talking about their mental their mental health uh, i used to be like that um i used to be quite open about it with friends and i wasn't so much on the radio and then it just got to the point where i couldn't not so i mm. just yeah. wanted to talk about it um but uh, there's this thing that happens every February, which is organised by Time to Change, which is an umbrella organisation of four or five different mental health charities called Time to Talk Day. The idea of Time to Talk Day is that um, it, it's an opportunity, a kind of nudge, if you like, to have a conversation about mental health. Um, and for one Time to Talk Day um, about five years ago, um I I I was trying to think what what could I do this was nothing to do with radio it wasn't it wasn't anything to do with the show I wasn't going to record anything nothing like that um so I just thought and I put it on I think I put it on Facebook or I oh, I can't remember how I publicized it now but anyway I was just going to sit in a table on a, at a table in the corner of the old market hall cafe and I just have a few leaflets from time to change and stuff and I and I just let it be known as I say I can't remember how that if someone wanted to come along and just have a chat about mental health, then there'd be someone with no clinical expertise but with lived experience—me—there mm-hmm. to talk about it. Nice. And so it started off. It started like that, and um, I actually had like I think four or five people come, out, including um, one woman who was so felt so embarrassed about the medication she was on that she kind of just leaned in and whispered it across the. Uh, across the um across the table to me and she'd never told anybody else about what what she was on um and it was an antipsychotic um and at, the, at that time I was actually on the same thing I mm. said no look I'm, that's, you know I'm on, I'm on I'm on that time taking that too it's fine it helps you it helps you get through things um I actually had to stop taking it because it had this effect on me where I was on holiday for 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was too effective. Right? And so I just, I, I could only take it on Friday afternoon. I used to take
1: citalopram. Yeah. And uh, it, I think what I was going through at the time was very environmental. It was, so, it was something that wasn't permanent. Yeah. Because, uh, and I explained this to the doctor and he's like, I don't know where that's come from, but I was walking down the middle aisle as I used to work and everything went really bright.
2: Really, oh, too yes, really intense.
1: Yes, and I was yeah. just like, wow, I think yeah. I need to t- stop taking these now. And I did, and yeah, I, I managed yeah. to work my way out of the situation yeah, exactly. I was in. That's, yeah, quite. that's quite cool, but
2: yeah, but you do find yourself experiencing the world quite intensely. Or <laughs> but after that time to talk day, um, uh, my other half, Janie, who's an opera singer, um, and who also has lived experience of mental health issues, um, said, Well, that, that actually went really well. Wouldn't it be great if we could do something like that? Mm. So we thought, Well, something equally relaxed and laid back and so we thought okay let's try and think of what we can do so we came up with it's a slightly clumsy name but it was actually tied in with at the time everyone was doing pop-up shop so pop-up was the yeah. thing um and it was also tied in with an organization called together uh which is no longer really going so much and certainly we're no longer as involved with it mm. um and so we we looked at a, at a way of doing basically a time to talk day Every every month, so we've got pop up chat together. It's every um, every first Saturday of every month. So um, actually, it's this will be unless you're going to put this out in the next thirty six hours, it'll be useless. But <laughs> it's this coming Saturday morning, if you want to tell anyone about it, um, and it's at Palmer's, which is the not for profit coffee house in in the Old Baptist Church in Claremont yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Eleven till one, and it's not it's not a membership group. It's not you don't sign in. It's not anything about. um, There's there's no guest speakers. There's no professional experts. It's just, uh, and you don't have to talk about mental health Mm. a lot of the time. We talk about dogs because a lot of people (laughs) love dogs. Um, But it's something where if you're uh, if you have lived experience of mental health issues, then then just, uh, or if you know someone who does, because it's there's all there's not that much support around for the families and partners of people who've got mental health issues then just come and hang out with us have a coffee and a cake have a, have a have nice a chat that's a really really good and um, it's good and it, it's it goes up you know it, it varies sometimes some some months
0: we'll get a couple of dozen people some months we'll
2: get half a dozen but everyone's really glad to be there yeah mm. and mm. and we're really glad to do it
0: well, well part of part of the whole mental health you know depression and anxiety kind of bubble is is the um you, know, you find yourself closed off. You, know, you, yes, exactly. you do struggle to go and mix with people. And actually, yeah. when I was going through my difficulties, one of the main things... I was very much aware of this. Mm. Um, and all I wanted to do was to shut myself in my room and not do anything. You yeah. know? Um, and I made a point. I-, I knew that if I got into that habit, it would continue. Yeah, you know? you'd never ever come out. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And um, so I made a point of making myself... I, I was with people all the time and positive yeah. people. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and sometimes I'd just turn around, to, just turn up to my mate's house and it, on particularly bad days, I'd just turn up and they'd be like, you know, you open the door like, hello, you yeah. all right? And I'm just like, no. Yeah, quite. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And then they'd just invite me in. Um, you won't to saying it, you know, my mate Matt, um, who used to live down the road from where I used to live. And, uh, and he used to just, Literally, I walk in and he goes, Do you want to brew? And I'm like, yeah. 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 And he'll sit down and he'll be sorting out his daughter, like, you know, yeah. just doing whatever he's doing. I'll just sit in his house just because yeah. it was with someone, you know. Exactly. And then he'd sit down he go, Playing of Duty for a bit. Yeah. And I'm like, he didn't never once mentioned it. No, ever. exactly. You know, right. never once mentioned it. He knows why you're yeah. there. And like, so we'd play on Call of Duty for a bit. Eventually, if some, eventually sometimes, you know, you'd sort of sit there and be like, Do you want to talk about it? And I'm like, no, yeah, but okay, fair enough. Carry yeah, on playing card, exactly. Put again, yeah.
2: Um, and and, it, and that is that is so valuable. And having friends that you can do that with yeah. is, makes such such a difference. Um, because I have, and I'm really great. I'm yeah. really really glad of it. Uh, if you want, to, if you want to give us a, a bit of a shove, you can find pop up chat together on Facebook, um, which is how we do all our stuff. Uh, we're also at chat together on Twitter, and it's essentially first Saturday of every month and in Palmer's 11 o'clock
1: in the morning until about 1 o'clock That's, That's Yeah, well, I think I'll follow you on Twitter and like
2: the yeah. uh, Facebook oh, i feel free to come along you know because there's all sorts of people there and there's yeah. some dogs too which is nice
1: oh okay <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe
2: alright oh, not the game of the
1: dogs thing I do like dogs I like dogs I'm more of a dog person than a cat dog oh, yeah okay. mean. I, like I think some cats I'm a bit wary of like that well, the Paul's perfect. Cafe i would probably be a bit like what are you looking at oh, I've not been in there have you been in there no no oh, no, no oh. I need to get in there I need yeah. to get in there I've been d- to Nerdy. The that, you can play with the... they oh, <laughs> po- yes. permanently in alpha mode, aren't they, cats? I just don't... Yeah, I don't indeed. trust them.
2: <laughs> Go, can, I, can I give it a plug for something else at like this point? Of course yeah, you, you can, I yeah. yeah. On, on this subject, I'm also... Patron of Shropshire Cat Rescue. I'm not entirely sure how I ended up as Get a out. patron <laughs> of Shropshire Cat Rescue, but uh, but I am, I, and I no longer have a cat because i cat passed away about six months ago. But I'm still patron of the Shropshire Cat Rescue, who have this amazing place up at Lith Hill. Yes, um, I've and, been up there. It's, it's brilliant, um, and and they have cats. They got they got. A, Um, pigs and goats and all
1: sorts Mm. I need to get there because they were messaging me a while back oh you can come around just do a biscuit episode there and I was like yeah absolutely we'll do it and then what happens is I'll get like (laughs) Phil Kill em will come in, yeah, or quite, this yeah. will come in, or the flower show, and I, everything. I, it doesn't get pushed back, but it's like ah, you have I to just haven't got round to it. Yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, so, I would definitely love to. They, to they, do are, that. they
2: are lovely people. They're almost absurdly devoted to cats, and they're uh, and um, and they and, and it's it's a lovely place to be.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. We will, we will, we will get there. And, uh, do, um, do,
0: I've forgotten her name. What's who's the owner? Marion. Marion. That was it. And that's yeah. it. She. Yeah. Um, yeah, she she's lovely as well. Yeah, such a lovely yeah. woman. Yeah. yeah, and she she has put a lot into that cat rescue. We'll get
1: her on. So oh, I apologise apologies to the guys. I mean, they they talk to me on Twitter and all sorts. They're they're lovely, yeah. lovely people. Yeah. Um, and now we've scrapped our four. Full show a week schedule. We can give you an even more now because now we're just like we'll just do shows whenever. Okay, we've got the yeah. <laughs> minimum four because that's how many people are coming to us. It's we, crazy, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. and that's tremendous, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, fantastic. and like we don't get paid. I'm just so happy everybody's talking <laughs> yeah. about this and what we well, yeah. yeah. that was the goal. Well, was the, the difficulty is of
0: obviously we do have to work at the same time. So yeah, yeah, I work full time. Yeah, I'm working every day and like you yeah. know, so oh,
2: I work full time too to do four of the only three days.
1: Thirty nowadays, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Quite exactly. It all
2: adds up. However many days it is, it's long days. Um, if uh, yeah, and how do, how do you find the time to do? I mean, because it's not just recording it. You know, you got to edit it, you got to
0: put it together, got to get it up there. It's uh, difficult. Oh, I'm a
1: very passionate guy. Yeah, he, <laughs> I yeah, love he, doing.
0: He, he's a lot more. Um, you do a lot more work than I do in all fairness I just sort of turn up Um, (laughs) you know
1: the uh, the 40 minute uh, interview I did with John Wagner a couple of weeks ago um, was really (laughs) it was an amazing interview but I opened it up on Audacity and I shrunk it right down. I was like, oh, because cause he's a he's a broad, broad Scot, yeah, and he's, he's got, got this amazing voice. Yes, he's yeah. got. And But sometimes he brings it right down here and that does nothing for the audio. All right. And then he brings it right back up. And then so you've got these really loud bits and these really low bits. So you can't just like drag it across, bring it all up. Yeah. Because then the loud bits are too loud. So it took me two and a half hours to edit 40 minute piece. You know, and I was just—that's like, That's what it is. That is what it is. Yeah, um, there's you an art co-
2: you, to it. You, you know, you can compress
1: it. Yeah, you can I, I, I compress I do, the I, heck out of it. I do compress it, but the, <laughs> I find like the the loud bits when you compress it, they tend to they really, squash. Yeah, they. The yeah, well,
0: why didn't you compress it?
1: Because then they sound like a robot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: because the loud—if you—if you do too much, then the loud bits sound like they're squashed, and the quiet bits, all the background noise comes up, and yeah. it's just—and suddenly you get.
1: What I tend up, to do is, yeah. what I tend to do sometimes is, I bring bits down, bring bits up, and then compress it, then add a bit more bass, then bring it back up again. And yeah. then it sounds. You swore. I nearly but, swore, man. Yeah, really yeah, no, yeah. In
0: response to your question, when do we find time? I think the main answer to that has got to be very, very, very understanding girlfriends and mm. wives. <laughs> That's yeah. basically it, really. Especially my it? wife. I mean, like, today I've been working all day, I've gone home, scoffed two pieces of pizza, got changed, and went straight out the door again, and Mrs. was <laughs> like, hi, bye, eat yes. my eat your food and That's go again. Yeah? Yeah, but we've got you know.
1: Julie to thank as well now, because I'm not just like, Shane, 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 I'm kind of like, Shane, Julie? Hmm?
0: Hmm. Yeah, it what? is handy, yeah, because, I mean, at first, obviously, I was doing it on his own, and then yeah. we, but we had... We had um, <laughs> i don't know what that was uh we had uh we were doing thorskin together and now so you know i'm gonna need some help with biscuit and yeah. sort of started help with the biscuit so i scaled you down from the
1: thorskin yeah showed over to, to yeah. the biscuit more
0: um because... but it, yeah i mean and then and then we got um then we got some more help and then we got some more help yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's just nice it's nice to find people yeah, out of it's as passionate. Um, yeah.
0: but judy judy's great
1: yeah. yeah so
0: far, she she's been. Uh, you know, everybody she'd, that's touched oh, to this. You should tell you should tell about the um the brainstorm that she did. Like straight off the bat, like almost straight away.
1: Julie, I <laughs> went for, I went for coffee with Julie, in the morning. I think it was a say it was a Wednesday morning. I don't know yeah. what the, what. It, by the Friday, we met up again, and she'd had a full. Um, cloud chart, drawn <laughs> of different things. I think I've got it. It's not on the fridge, isn't it? No. no. Um, she had the whole town laid out, and the,
0: the podcast yeah, labeled into like sections, and then Whoa. like very, off that, like people who would be involved in that sort of section of of yeah. of. Uh, of topic i guess yeah, yeah and she made that's, this brainstorm. That's, that's production at a very
1: high level oh, well, well, mate, there you I... go
0: that's next year's podcast and done yeah. <laughs> just book it <laughs> any,
1: anyone who can do that is such an asset yeah, yeah. she is she is yeah. she's amazing Brilliant. right well let's wrap this up because we've been going for an hour and 17 minutes really? it's been a long mm, long show no 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 i've <laughs> no. No, I've, no, I've really enjoyed the show it's been really good i, I did a five oh, hour star you. wars one the other day yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> That <laughs> wasn't supposed that. to happen. That's, not
2: supposed to be five hours. <laughs> like the, the Do volume... you might like, get to the point where you think, I'm really starving and I need the dog?
1: Well, the, the, thing is, the thing is, right... I'm
0: Time elapsed. Three minutes. Three yeah. hours Spacebar.
1: 24. <laughs> the, the first volume we did was meant to do we did do episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars, an hour a piece, right? But Eric Fluger is a is a famous artist in America, but he's like the he's like the professor of Star Wars and he's such a joy to talk to. And I was like uh, he wasn't quite happy with how he did it last time he wanted to right. he wanted to vent and yeah. wanted to tell things as they were because he looks at the philosophical side of things and he is working on one of the most amazing pieces of art I have ever seen in my life I'll show you before you go and um, I just wanted to let him talk let him talk let him yeah. talk but once he started going he couldn't stop him <laughs> and I just didn't want to stop him in his So I was like uh-huh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean we he no, yeah. had a really good to and fro oh, you know it was really really yeah. good but he, he really enjoyed it but what we're going to have to do now is Rather than do one big long volume, we're gonna to have to do it in three separate bits because people. Will be like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just 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 to put it in perspective. It took him two and a half hours to edit forty minutes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so
2: <laughs> there may not be the level issue. Though, yeah.
3: but...
1: <laughs> so Eric, if you're listening and you're wondering why it's not out yet, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> right Thanks, production. Thank you so much for joining oh, right. us on Thanks the show. For me. It's been really fun. I'd love to get you on yeah. again. We should yeah. do it again. I would love to, seriously. Yeah. Maybe we can get on the cold seat as well. we'll be like, yeah. whoa, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought there was a plan to do that at one point, but
2: we we have so like Julie, we have so many ideas and yeah. Charles I think
1: we were we were talking to Tim about coming on, talking about um, uh, memoirs of a solopian, but yeah, um, things have yeah. been because Julie's going to America and you've got things you're dealing with. I didn't want to be like sorry BBC we're busy uh, but I, I was kind of like had my hands tied I was kind of like oh what do yeah. I say? what do I do I really want to get on I wanna, I'll, I'll come on tomorrow if you like you know
0: just <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> do it on your own <laughs> yeah sure let's, let's do a bit of
2: interchange between them. I'm ha- more than happy to come on I
1: couldn't do a story for a minute
2: <laughs> oh, five hours though no yeah. problems yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, look at this I mean like I, I nearly swore but I didn't okay uh, we, got, we got through the show Jim thank you very much for joining us uh, we'll have you on again anytime you thank want to you, come on yeah uh, guys make sure you you um, give this episode a like and a share a subscribe tell people about this show because that's the only way we grow and we are growing at the moment it's because of you beautiful people and um make sure you join us next week and uh thank you again to everyone thank you shane cheers mom yeah thank, thank you Al. thank you thank you thank you <laughs> well done well thank you cheers well done well done she- you, oh, well done, well done. you, you <laughs> never say well done to me so that's really nice well not? done you thank you very much <laughs> guys peace out peace out bye